0: All right, Illinois basketball is finally here. Scott Ritchie, our basketball beat writer, is all fired up. It's Monday morning. But tell me this, Scott Ritchie. What are we going to be talking about next Monday after Illinois gets off to a 3 0 start?
1: Well, if they are 3 0, which they should be, I think, you know, how Iota Sumeru has maybe taken that next step in his game, how Kofi Coburn has maybe done the same, and really maybe how the freshman guards were used in those first three games will be. Real topics of conversation.
0: All right, Richie has a lot to lot to talk about in this week's edition of Inside Eye Basketball. Come back after these messages. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On the Money Radio Show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. If the recent market turmoil is keeping you up at night, maybe it's time you begin to make your investment and spending decisions based upon a retirement income plan. Perhaps it's time for you to listen to the little voice in your head telling you to call Rudy Wealth Management. You'll be happy you did. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist, 356-1400.
1: Pia Sports Bar & Grill presents Inside Illini Basketball. Pia Sports Bar is the number one Illini sports enthusiast bar in Champaign, hosting bus shuttles to all Illini basketball home games, serving up the best wings, beers, never-ending nachos, and mouth-watering burgers. Come visit Pia Sports Bar and Grill and try our famous Grand Slam Burger while watching your favorite game. Pia Sports Bar and Grill is located at 1609 West Springfield Avenue in Champaign. Come be a part of the party at Pia's.
0: Good Monday morning, Scott Ritchie. It's basketball season finally. It's here. Finally. But that's not the biggest news of the week. Okay. You think it is, but you're doing some weird stuff on Twitter. Explain.
1: Uh, No weirder than a lot of other people, but
0: um, I'm fleeting, which is... Is that where you combine the cough syrup and booze?
1: (laughs) No. Uh, Surprisingly, we've already had this conversation in the last few days. Uh, Not doing that. Fleeting is... Twitter's new, I mean, essentially it's their version of an Instagram story or Snapchat story. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just using it to promote the work we do. All right. so News Gazette.
0: It's a good thing is what you're telling me.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think because it pops up on the top of the app.
0: Okay. I'm looking at it right now. You
1: are, the people that follow me will maybe see some of the things I write or... Podcasts I record a little more frequently because they don't have to scroll through an entire timeline. Very cool. And also, I'm sharing when uh, people on Twitter that follow me and also call me a hack Mm, at the same time. That's as I make new friends on the internet.
0: I did that over the weekend, I think. Was it it you that called me a hack? I said, Who's the moron who picked Nebraska to beat Illinois in football? I don't, I didn't do any of that. Oh, that wasn't you? I don't. Oh, I blamed you. You, you, I don't do football anymore. I tried to warn people that Nebraska is no good. And Illinois is getting much better.
1: Turns out the younger McCaffrey, maybe not a quarterback. Anyway,
0: this is Inside Illini Basketball episode
1: 126.
0: I'm Jim Rosso, Vice President of News here at the News Gazette, former basketball beat writer. Just to work that in mm-hmm. every single week. Scott Ritchie, all things Line Illini, uh, about ready to kick off the 2020-21 season, we hope. All right. Wednesday, North Carolina A&T comes in. You fired up?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's basketball season. All right. This is what I've been waiting for. And you know, Illinois plays pretty early in the day, a 1 o'clock start. So I can cover the game, do all of our extensive coverage mm-hmm. for, um, well, I think it'll be online. Mm-hmm. And then I can watch the rest of the games the rest of the day. Yeah. And then repeat that the next two days because Illinois plays afternoon basketball.
0: It's great stuff. Welcome back, Illinois. Top 10 team. Folks are excited. We got a special section publishing in Wednesday's News Gazette. If you're in town, pick it up. Hey, you get like 18 pounds of coupons in your Wednesday paper because we don't publish on Thursday. But you get an eight-page special section produced by the one and only Scott Ritchie
1: yeah dive into every player on the Illinois roster and kind of you know what their role might be this season um then a similar deep dive on every team in the Big 10 you know because it's the best conference in the country and you know this is your primer to get ready for what should be a a really could be a special basketball season for Illinois now they just got to prove it on the court and that starts this week, of course, with North Carolina North Carolina A and T, uh Chicago State, uh, a last minute change slash ed, slash addition, and then Ohio is you know the now, since Wright State had to pull out of the, the MTE, Ohio I think, stands as maybe the toughest competition.
0: All right, uh that's a three 0 start. Should be. Hey, we got a good look in, in Saturday's paper. I noticed Robin Shoals, our photo editor, got a tour of the place, uh State Farm Center last week. Looks a little different, right? It's kind of an empty bowl now, kind of what the wrestling setup looks like mm-hmm. when the state ti- finals are here. Got the, the NBA bubble bench, I call it. It's going to be cool. You know how Coach Underwood may now and then yell at a guy or two? It's going to be tougher now. Because he may be, have to go up like three rows to find be away. the guy he just yanked. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, that might be strategic on that player's part. It's like, I'm going to head to the third deck <laughs> of the bench and get as far away as possible as I can. Um, yeah, I have not been in State Farm Center since March 12th. It was the sort of post-mortem press conference after the Big Ten and NCAA tournaments were canceled. We probably shouldn't have all packed into the media room that day, given what we know now, but uh, I think it turned out okay, thankfully. Yeah, so it's been eight months since I've been in that building, and I'm ready. I am very much all in on college basketball these days, obviously because I cover Illinois, but I'm also an AP Top 25 voter, so I've got to stay informed. So I'm going to be watching a lot of basketball over the next however many months, and Hoping that it goes off. It's not going to go off as planned because things are changing on the hourly basis, but there, you know, will hopefully still be a, a season.
0: All right, quiz time for Scott Ritchie, the rest of this podcast. Oh, uh, terrific. Uh, hopefully, you'll have some. First of all, I did not like your list in Sunday's News Gazette. Really did not. Did you not? Did not even read it got, Well, that's, I mean, it was horrible. We, we've reached a point up.
1: where you just don't read it. So. Right. How do you know it's not a
0: good list? Because I can't even remember what it was like—unsung players or something. Uh, basically, players from Penn State and Rutgers.
1: There was a player from Penn State and a player from Rutgers on the list of the maybe the more undervalued. That's what it was. Players Awful. in the Big Ten. Who cares?
0: I don't. All right. <laughs> and these guys are important, maybe to their team' success. Was there an Illinois player on the list? I don't remember seeing one. Oh, it was Demonte Williams. Oh, I like Demonte Williams. Yeah,
1: undervalued though, because right. I think. People still expect him to be the scorer he was at manual, and it's just its not going to be that way. But he still brings very good value to this team.
0: A little trivia. One Sam Rosso has been scored on by two Illinois players in his high school career. Really? Demonte Williams. Okay. Adam Miller. Well, I mean. There you go.
1: I just can't can't blame Sam for. Okay. He brings that up
0: often. It's a point of pride, actually.
1: I mean, I suppose the question is, like, how much did they score on him? <laughs> I don't know. That's where he stops. <laughs> yeah.
0: The story ends uh, abruptly. All right. Back to questions. All right. So you're an AP Top 25 voter. Illinois is uh, number eight. Is that correct? Do I have my? They are number eight. They are number eight. A, two-part question. When's your next Top 25 ballot due? And B, a 3-0 start will get Illinois how high? I'll answer B first because
1: beating North Carolina A&T, Chicago State, Ohio won't move Illinois anywhere because they should beat those teams. The only way they move, I suppose, is if teams ahead of them lose. But even in that situation, there could be a team ranked behind Illinois that beats one of the top seven teams, and I would jump them over Illinois. I have Illinois at five, so mm-hmm. I might not. I might not personally, but they might jump Illinois in the poll because if you win three games, you're supposed to win, and like Chicago State was, and Ken Palm last year was number 353 of 353 teams. It's it's a win, but it doesn't do much for you. Now for the next poll, the ballots open, and as we speak on Monday at 11:20 a.m. In five days and 21 hours. So, by next Monday, I need to have my ballot submitted.
0: Okay. So, the season starts. I'll do it every week. Fair enough. Scott Ritchie will take to Twitter that new thing that drank, purple drank.
1: That's a good thing. Oh, I'm confusing it. Fleeting.
0: Fleeting. Fleeting. He'll take his ballot that way, maybe. I mean, maybe. I'll
1: probably tweet it and then... Share it creatively on. Okay,
0: time. can't wait. Question number two. Um, this question has been asked before. I don't know if you've really given me an answer, Marcus. <laughs> Is Illinois a good empty gym team?
1: I mean, I still don't know. But it might take a bit of an adjustment. You know, they had. Their, I suppose, de facto orange and blue scrimmage last, it's past Wednesday. I got into Safe Farm Center, sort of just to figure out what game day was going to be like. No fans, pumped in crowd noise, music, getting used to that, which you refer to as the NBA bubble bench. So that part of it was fine. I was talking with Brett Underwood. Execution was maybe not what he wanted, but it's, it's sort of a difficult proposition because like the Illinois team on offense knows what the Illinois team on defense is going to do and vice versa. Like they've been playing against each other for months now and there's maybe not as much value in an interest squad scrimmage as say those quote unquote seeker scrimmages that we all knew about anyway or an exhibition game. So they're going to go into this week's start of the season maybe not knowing exactly how they'll fare, you know, in a true game in an empty arena, but that's the same for everybody. So it's 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 a level playing field.
0: Thank you, Marcus. You're welcome.
1: I oh, mean, yeah. they don't know, so how am I supposed to know?
0: You can have what we call in this business an opinion.
1: Yeah, but I like to base my opinions on facts. Like, I mean, I Maybe mean, that puts me outside of the majority, but we'll find out at one PM on Wednesday how good they are in an empty gym.
0: Question number three. I would assume him. Is he as strong as he looks on the social media?
1: Yeah, I have to say yes. Um, yeah, it's another one of those, you know, sort of before and after specialties from Adam Fletcher. And I mean even without Io flexing to show off just how ripped he is. Um, like you could just tell in other photos, like he is broader across the shoulders than he was a year ago even, and certainly you know, when he arrived on campus as a rather skinny freshman. Um, he's up to 200 pounds. Like he now has, and his frame could always take it, but now he has more of a an NBA body, really. If you look at, you know, guards of his ilk in the in the league they're all big and strong and he's getting there so yeah i think i think he'll be fine in terms of the strength component
0: speaking of adam fletcher at 400,000 a year he's making is he a bargain 400,000
1: well, certainly well paid um but i think he's earned it and it's not just the Get in the weight room and throw up a bunch of weight, type stuff that he brings in his position. Yeah. Talked to him last year for a story. He's really incorporated a lot of technology and how he tracks really everything these players do in terms of their bodies. And he also, you know, adds a lot of you know non weight room related exercises. I mean, he has you know, tumbling is a big part of what they do, just so they're. Sort of spatially aware of their bodies. And I understand, like, he's adding some juggling to work on hand eye coordination. He gets creative in those workouts and while also, you know, getting these guys bigger and stronger, which is, you know, a key thing in the Big Ten. So, yeah, um, I don't know if it's a bargain because I mean, $400,000 is a lot, at least for I me, mean, it'd be a lot for me, um, but he's earning that paycheck.
0: All right, you saw the NBA draft last Wednesday, was it, I think? Yep. I asked you last week if Io or Kofi would be kicking themselves. After seeing the results, should they have stuck in the draft?
1: I think Io would have been picked probably in the second round because there were questions about his shooting. But there were some non-shooters you know, that got picked, You know, some guards that – Maybe weren't terrific three point shooters that were first round picks. So I I don't know. I mean, hindsight being what it was, maybe he goes in the end of the first round. Uh and I think I don't know that Kofi would have been selected, but again, maybe hindsight. But I think he should feel better about maybe his chances in the NBA draft because there were some bigs like him, you know, maybe throwback type big men they got picked and got picked in the first round um, look at a guy like uh, Yudoka Azabuki from Kansas I mean, he improved I mean just tremendously as a defender um, and that really I think boosted his stock but he's not a stretch the floor type big I mean, Isaiah Stewart out of Washington is not a stretch the floor type big so I think I mean, maybe Kofi gets picked last week, but chose to come back, and I think you know he can elevate his game, you know a little more, and some, you know consistency is really going to be his thing this season. But the way those non shooting bigs got got picked, I don't know. I I feel better about his chances. I think he probably does too.
0: Question number five, I think I've lost track. So many questions here on the sheets. Uh, Baylor gonna have who coaching them when they take on the Illini in Indianapolis?
1: Well, there, I think he's the, I think he's the Smith associate head coach. He's been you know with Scott Drew for eighteen years, and I have to look up his name because I can't believe
0: I, Scott Drew is at Baylor for.
1: Well, I, this is that? he's been with him.
0: Okay, because I saw that over the weekend, yeah. and I thought, isn't that Baylor 18 years? He's been a Baylor
1: a long time, but not that yeah, long. Okay. Um, Jerome Tang.
0: All right. I used to um, love Tang when you know, I was a kid. Maybe
1: he has been there 18 years. Is that even possible? Anyway, he's going to fill in for Scott Drew, however long he's been there. Um, I don't know. Mo- it hasn't come up yet, but okay. there might be some question of, like, if that game gets played. Or if it's Baylor, that's Illinois' opponent. Because they originally were going to, Baylor that is, still go out to Connecticut to the Mohegan Sun for this week and play in the Empire Classic. Um, it's been, you know, John Rothstein was first to report it. It's been confirmed by a couple other national writers that <laughs> they're not going to play in the Empire Classic. And if you look at when you know, Scott Drew's positive COVID-19 case was announced Sunday... The ten day mark would be December second when they're supposed to play Illinois and Indianapolis. Now no player positives were reported yet after two rounds of testing. They don't test every day. So we'll see if they can, you know, avoid, you know, that transmission from Scott Drew to the players, but I think the games will still be played and no one said it won't be, but it's something to watch here in the next ten days for sure.
0: Question six. Uh, should an Illinois player test positive, how long must they sit out?
1: Well, that's where the Big Ten is in a different place than any other conferences because they built in a, they're following the same protocols as football, a 21 day protocol. You know, two weeks of sort of the traditional COVID quarantine, plus another week, you know, to do some extra. Testing of you know the heart and also you know as the sort of build up back into you know being you know ready to get back on the court. Uh-huh. So yeah, don't really want anyone to test positive because you're out for three weeks and in basketball that's a you're not just missing three games. You could miss what, eight or nine games in that span. Eight
0: games maybe. Next question. Back to Adam Miller, Big Ten Freshman of the Year. Heavy stuff.
1: Yeah, and it was, uh, it was a close race with Christian Lander, uh, likely I suppose Indiana point guard. Um, but I reached out to a couple of other of the voters for that Big Ten, you know, poll. Um, it was the fact that there were other options in the Illinois backcourt around him actually maybe helped his case because he doesn't he's not gonna have the weight of the world on his shoulders. He can just kind of maybe go out and play. And use, you know, his top 40 freshman in the country talent and just put it to use and not have to be the guy. So we'll see. I mean, the guy that didn't get a single vote that could be a surprise Big Ten Freshman of of the Year candidate, and you'll love this one, it's Cliff O'Marui at Rutgers. I thought – the same thing. Who? <laughs> uh f- four star recruit. I mean a huge get for Steve Peichel. Shout out to Steve Peichel. So yeah, just name to watch, but you know, Adam Miller will be in contention. Christian Lander will be in contention. Um you know, Michigan center Hunter Dickinson. Could be in contention. I mean a center won it last year, obviously, Kofi Coburn, so you never know. Um I don't know that Dickinson's role will be as big as Kofi's was last year, mainly because Michigan's got a couple of really good wings, and Franz Wagner, Isaiah Livers, and the the team's going to kind of run through them. So we'll see, but don't write out Adam Miller now. But also remember Cliff O'Marui from Rutgers.
0: Just wrote it down. Question number 14. (laughs) Your
1: math's a little off, but we'll go with it.
0: Where is one Scott Ritchie going to be seated in State Farm Center?
1: Well, I don't know my exact seat yet. And you know, hopefully it's the same one every game because I like consistency like that. Um, but w- the media is going to be sort of in the north end of State Farm Center, above the tunnel, in the, I think it maybe called the loge seating. It's the area the newer kind of renovated area in State Farm Center where – they're like tables built in. And I think there's monitors up there. Fairly comfortable chairs. Um, so that's where we'll we'll be. Um, it'll be a, a different type of angle,
0: but uh should be a good seat. I mean, Still no cheering in the press box, mind you. I uh, didn't know if you needed to know that rule. I don't need the rule. Even reminder. though it's not a press box anymore.
1: Yeah, I, I don't need the reminder. Okay. I, d-
0: I don't cheer, okay, ever. Just checking.
1: The only the only emotion, and this won't happen this year. The only emotion I show typically is when the orange crush that are behind us, when I'm you know down on the floor, say something funny, and like I can't not laugh. I something, I try to hold it in, but sometimes they just really hit on something pretty good that they yell out and. I have to give them credit for that. they do make me laugh sometimes.
0: All right, Scott you will be there with a handful of other beat writers uh, participating by Zoom. I take it afterward. Still the same post game setup. Yeah, that's post- a question.
1: Post game will be on Zoom because, like the the media room at Save Farm Center, was um, now off limits entirely. Like we're we're allowed on a single level of the arena and that's not one of our levels or not that's not on our level.
0: Question 24. Ohio State really a 30-point favorite on Saturday? Hash
1: I mean that's football, so we're debating. I'm, um, I'm
0: just reading them. I don't I don't make them up. I mean the 30 points? I mean
1: Justin Fields is still playing, so Everyone thought the twenty-three point line at Wisconsin was outrageous. Um, Ohio State's better than the Wisconsin. past. I am just saying.
0: I mean, Illinois it has p- no bearing on Saturday's game.
1: Yeah, maybe. Because I don't, don't know that Illinois is going to get five takeaways every game, or however many they got. We got a lot against Nebraska. I played well against Nebraska. Mm-hmm. I will say that Brandon Peters looked good. Run game looked good. Defense took advantage of a lot of Nebraska
0: mistakes. Indiana just put up 35 on the Buckeyes. Indiana's a top 10
1: team. Illinois, a week ago, played in one of the not greatest football games of the year against Rutgers, where neither team looked particularly good.
0: You're still still harping on that game. It was bad. you got to let it go. It was bad football. Richie, let it go.
1: They also benefited on... Rutgers somehow allowing Noah Vdral to throw the ball a ton in the fourth quarter it was stupid. Um, Thirty points is fine, as I mm. for Ohio State as a favorite. All right, Heisman Trophy leading candidate Justin Fields, Maybe. shake hands. I, I kind of like Zach Wilson at BYU. Seriously, <laughs> dude just slings it, and they're probably. I mean, they're probably going to play Pac-12 team this week so they will get that'll be his Heisman candidacy test right there
0: number 41 which one of Brad Underwood's assistants is going to land a job first a head coaching job hmm. Scott are you there? Oh, I'm thinking. Okay. Didn't know if we lost you. I mean, Orlando Tigua had the head
1: coaching job previously, and still known as a terrific recruiter, developer of big men. Wouldn't be surprised if you know he got the call at some point. I think Stephen Gentry, just in terms of a an X's and O's type deal, might be. Maybe not. Right away, but we'll be in line to be a head coach at some point. I liken it a bit to Luke Yaklich, Goes from assistant, first assi- college assistant job at Illinois State working for Dan Moeller to Michigan where he was, was essentially defensive coordinator for John Beeline and put together a like top two defense in the country then to Texas as associate head coach for Shaka Smart, and now he's the head coach at UIC. I can see Stephen Entry making a similar move.
0: 54. Back to UIC. You did a nice story on D. Brown last week. Still wondering when that reunion takes place. Can you tell me?
1: The Illinois D. Brown reunion? Mm -hmm. No. I can't tell you. Shocker. But of the, uh, I mean, and I'm not sure why Illinois fans are so hell bent on having a former Illini like be the head coach. I mean, that's fine, I guess, but like you don't have to do that to be successful as a program. Of the former Illini that are assistant coaches now, like Roger Powell is further ahead, maybe in his career as a coach, and learning, I'm sure, quite a bit right now. Working with Mark Few out of Gonzaga. That's only going to help Roger's case to be a head coach somewhere, maybe soon. Um, I don't know. I mean, maybe in however many years down the road, who knows? Brad Underwood's done what he wants, done with the Canada, Illinois, retires even. Who knows? I don't know. This, we're talking years. Hey, Roger comes back, D's an assistant coach. How about that? Or maybe D just branches off and becomes a head coach somewhere else, and that's his path. I think that's a fine path. He doesn't have to come back to Illinois. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's still revered, and he always will be regardless of where his coaching career takes him.
0: All right, after the football game uh, on Saturday, uh, Illinois Athletics tweeted maybe a jab at Nebraska, much like what you tweeted, kind of a jab. Yeah. There Uh, was much uproar over the perceived jab. Which was Illinois
1: obnoxious.
0: Eventually took down the tweet.
1: Which was a mistake. Because one...
0: Are you going to let me ask the question or not? Or is this sure, Just go ahead. go ahead. No, I'm done. You've broken the rules. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, sometimes I am a rule breaker. Uh, Explain. Doesn't matter that they took it down. Like The tweet's been screenshotted to eternity. Like It's going to last forever. Um, and don't take it down. Like It was a good tweet. Because it was... sort. Of, I mean, it was a real... You know kind of subtle poke with a stick to Nebraska's like they wanted big Ten football to come back really bad they like I think sometime last week before the game, the athletic directors or pres- university president maybe said that they Nebraska wasn't getting enough credit for bringing Big Ten football back. Well it's back, and they've got one win, and they just got beat up on by an Illinois team that barely beat Rutgers the week before. Take your beating, Nebraska, and deal with it. the The level of butt hurt in Lincoln was incredible. Just, I mean, I guess they're quote unquote Nebraska nice and got offended, but like if you get offended by that tweet, you're just ridiculous.
0: Got a text from Bob Osma some seconds ago. Nebraska grad. Yeah. Okay.
1: I'm sure we'll talk about this uh, Monday night sports talk.
0: See, what is Richie thinking? We are nice.
1: Yeah, but then like they take Nebraska nice and I think it's lord it over yeah. people. It's like it was a good tweet. Elmo should not have deleted it. I wonder who made that call. It was a mistake.
0: All right, before we wrap you up for another week, Scotty, what are the uh, what are the story three storylines we're going to be reading after this first three game stretch? This is going to ask you for an opinion again here, Scott. So okay. I challenge you. Well, all right. Three things that folks are going to be talking about at the Esquire if it were open, bellied up, drinking Bush Lights.
1: They'll be doing it on Zoom and still drinking Bush Lights. Uh, I think maybe you know, if Io has taken his game to another level, I mean, he is a preseason All American that comes with maybe a level of expectation even higher than it already was. So is he better than he was a year ago? I think he can be. We'll find out. Another storyline, maybe just how the freshman guards were used in their first three games. There's a lot of interest in Andre Curbelo and Adam Miller. Um, So this is the first chance we'll get to see them play together or play at all, in fact. So that'll be of note. And then also Coleman Hawkins barely ever gets talked about, but, I'm interested in seeing, as an aside, kind of how he looks as well. Then a third, uh, you know, Kofi. I think it, he's a guy that could, in my opinion, average a double double this year or close. I mean, Luka Garza at Iowa almost did. As Kofi's not going to average 24 and 10 like Garza essentially did, but he could average 16 and 10. So we'll find out kind of where his game is at. There's three.
0: All right. Can't wait to get going. Follow Scott Ritchie um, on the social media at newsgazette.com. All game long, all postgame, all night long, really, because we've uh, shed him of his football duties. Again, Lovey texted over the weekend and said thank you again for having Colin us cover us because we're 2-0 and with we'll Colin. We'll
1: see if you get a third text after the Ohio
0: State game. 30-point favorites. Are you kidding me? <laughs>
1: I mean, the lines come down a little bit just because yeah. there are a lot of people I think that bet on Illinois to cover that, at least.
0: All right. Anyway, follow Richie. He's the he's the guy. Looking forward to your coverage, Scotty. Anything uh, you want to throw in there before I've we got leave? two quick things. Or you, you you do?
1: I do. A couple new offers. Okay. Um, one in the class of 2021 is Jamarian Sharp. He's a 7'2", 220-pound center. Um, he's a sophomore now at John A. Logan. So they're hitting the JUCO ranks. Uh, ranked by 24 seven sports as the number one Juco prospect in the country. Consider that a little Mac at the end insurance because Illinois needs big men in that class. The other, uh shade sharp four star guard in the class of 2022 plays at dream city Christian in Arizona. Off to a pretty good start to his season has four you know, in the grind session. Phoenix bubble at four 20 point games, a 30 point game, good assist rebound numbers. Um, He's Canadian, so I don't know if that works in Illinois' favor because it hasn't. But he's represented Canada on the international level, which Illinois likes. Played with guys like Caleb Houston, Ryan Nimhard, and you know Enoch Boyake um, at last year's Under 16 Americas Championship in Brazil. Interesting guy to kind of keep an eye on. And one last thing: shout out to one of our most loyal listeners, Kwam Desumu, Io's dad. Listens every week, enjoys. In fact, when you give me guff, so I guess you can keep doing
0: that. Ooh, that made my day. There you go. How about that? And shout out to Mrs. Richie again, Robin. Okay, well, that's all I got to say. She yeah, well, wrote me a nice note. My mom's good. Yeah, she's my favorite Richie. by well, far. Yeah, well, that's by almost, far. That's There's not, not a even a second place right now. Yeah, I'm sure. All right, maybe things will get better next week. All right.
1: I can, you know, maybe be number two.
0: All right. We'll talk about the 3 0 Illini next Monday. Thanks for joining us, Scotty.